Good morning. <laughs> Happy Friday. <sighs> so, anyway, uh, yesterday I began my, my sharing my journey of how I eventually got to be so zen. Uh, <laughs> and a big part of it was going to the hospital. So, and the reason why I went into the hospital. So where, where shall I pick up? I think, I think I was getting into the ambulance and the, uh, EMT guy was pretty much convinced I was, you know, had been snorting cocaine or smoking crack or something because he was really concerned about my heart rate. But at that point, my blood pressure was fairly low. So it was, it was confusing. And I just remember being in the back of the ambulance and it just didn't feel like it was going that fast. Now, mind you, all this time, I'm still not feeling like scared or alarmed or anything like that. I was concerned. I'd had a long work week and I was tired, but I wasn't scared. Um, so we're headed to the highway. We get on the highway. We're headed to the hospital. And I don't know if this is true all the time or if I was out of it, but... I just felt like, man, he could really hit the gas. If this is an emergency, it just, we don't, I don't feel like we're going that fast. But, you know, with people getting out of the way, maybe it, it is going faster. But I, that was the thought I had in the back of the ambulance and watching stuff kind of pass by from the gurney. Um, and I remember we pulled up into the, uh, you know, when we got to the hospital, we pulled up into the ER and, uh, you know, I went to DePaul. If you're in St. Louis, I don't know. People have said negative things about their experience there, but I had nothing but good care and good uh, nurses and doctors who looked after me and uh, helped me be here to tell this tale. Uh, just wanted to say that. And so when we pulled into the ER, I remember, you know, uh, kind of being rushed past all these people to get into my room, my ER room. And uh, what's, what was fascinating about that to me is like clearly there have been people who just walked in and they're, they've been sitting there a long time. But if you really want to uh, get a, get to the emergency room, uh, if you want to get their attention, come in an ambulance. So uh, I was in the room for a while. Uh, by myself and you know all this time I'm like texting people uh, at that time I had somebody I talked to pretty regularly and I was like man they're gonna freak out if they don't hear from me uh, so I was like I should you know send texts to... that's a mistake FYI if you go to the hospital and it's an emergency do not send texts to friends and family or anybody that's not on the way to the hospital because they will just freak out and um, it became clear at this point that my blood pressure was the problem. I'm not going to tell you how high it was because when they put me on the machine, immediately everything changed. And I'm not going to tell you the numbers because I don't want anybody to, to risk it and think if they're underneath these crazy numbers that I had, that they'll be okay because I survived. That is not, that's not good business. I don't want that on my conscience. Um... If your blood pressure reads a little high, you should be on medication. You should get some get get the help you need because if you don't monitor your blood pressure, you are setting yourself up for heart problems, kidney problems. Uh, you don't want it to go unmanaged. So 
I will just say very big high number. And it was because everybody who walked into the room would sort of just glance at the now I didn't realize the monitor was behind me. It was right over my uh, left shoulder. And people would come in there like, you're all right? And they would smile and be polite, but they were clearly disturbed. <laughs> and it was like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I feel great. You know, I just, I'm having a little problem breathing, but other than that, I'm cool. And they were like, oh, okay. And uh, this happened like three or four times. Every nurse, every uh, doctor, uh, any person who came in and looked at the number was like, oh. Uh, and then they started asking me how I felt. And I'd be like, I feel I feel cool. I mean, I'm in the hospital, but you know, I'm cool. Um, so yeah. So this is kind of getting interesting, right? I'm still really calm, not worried. I, it was weird. I really wasn't worried. Um, I hadn't fully taken in, I guess, how serious it was. So immediately, um, just based off my whole scenario, they started giving me uh, water pills because apparently I had been retaining water and I just hadn't even thought about it. You know, I did, you know, I had been working in a place, believe it or not, that did not have air conditioning. So I figured any kind of swelling of my legs and ankles was due to that. So, I mean, I just had reasons for everything uh, that made sense to me at that time. And so, you know, I was uh, sitting in the hospital. Everybody had kind of come. I was still by myself at this point. People had started to come in and check on me. And everybody's reaction to this blood pressure number, which is like crazy high now that I understand it, um, were freaked out. Because at this point, they were pretty much prepared for me to have a serious cardiac event, uh, a stroke, or to just die. Like, that's how bad the numbers were. So, once they gave me a diuretic, then it just went ham. Like, I was in the bathroom constantly. So, apparently, I had had all these issues with water retention. Wasn't completely aware of it didn't think anything of it because I've been working and all this stuff right in the meantime my sister arrives at the, ho- at the hotel at the hospital and she's a nurse and she sees the number my blood pressure number and because I had been so relaxed I think she really didn't want to say anything but by this point people are starting to get off work and they're texting me back they're calling me back I'm trying to answer I mean it's weird I'm feeling this feeling in my body right now of how of anxiety based off of that time even though I wasn't registering it in my mind as anxiety but yeah I'm feeling the tension of it just telling the story so people are freaking out they're texting me they're calling me um I haven't had a series of health crises I'm not a person that's sick all the time or hurt or anything like that so people were like you know what the fuck why are you not uh, excuse my french but they really were like you know what's going on what there was a an alarm because i was in the hospital so people were were texting me and calling me and stuff so that's really challenging because i'm uh, this diuretic is working okay i'm going bathroom constantly my sister is tense and i'm noticing she's looking at this number and you know at some point you know, we were talking and chit-chatting and people were coming in and out, the nursing staff just checking on me and everybody again was glancing over my shoulder and 
having some alarm on their face, but disguising it with a smile and asking me how I was doing. How are you feeling? Yeah, you okay? You dizzy? You have you fallen down the steps? You know, you, you know, and I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40. I've, I've, I've fall down more than I used to, but not because I'm like, oh, I just, you know, I'm just old and clumsy. And then people are like, ah, ha, ha. and then they look at that number again. And they're like, holy crap. Like <laughs> she's just gonna, it's gonna die like right here. So at some point, my sister just couldn't hold it in anymore. And she goes, oh my God, Judy. I've treated stroke patients patients with lower blood pressure than yours. Oh my God. And so like she freaks out. So I just start crying like instantly. Like what? Because I hadn't felt bad. And aside from going in the bathroom constantly, I felt like I was cool. Like they were just giving me something and I could go home. And then when she saw the, the, I guess after about 25, 30 minutes of looking at that blood pressure number and her being a nurse, she couldn't handle it and freaked out. So I started crying. The nurse comes back. The ER nurse comes back and she was like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. My sister just said, uh, you know, that I might have a stroke and, you know, I just really don't want to die today. And she looked at me calmly and was like, you're not going to die today. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, so I was freaked out at this point, finally. And again, like I'm saying to you, so the number's still high, very big high <laughs> um, blood pressure number in the corner over my left shoulder. And uh, then I'm also going to the bathroom like every second because apparently I'm just retaining tons of water. And we'll find out why soon. <laughs> but... um so I'm like going to the bathroom and my phone is ringing. Uh, people are starting to text me back. All these people are trying to reach me. People I talk to on a regular basis are like, what's going on? Where are you at? What's, you know, and it's like, I, this is a mistake. I should not have made any announcement via text. So, <laughs> you know, people starting to call. Um, just all kinds of weirdness is going on. And then one of my friends, I think, called and uh they were in a they were in a panic and then something i handed the phone to my sister my sister is fairly dramatic but this was like really freaking her out so something happened oh somebody she recognized walked by so in the phone she goes oh my god and like hangs up the phone on the person that she was talking to this person gets very very upset and thinks i just died <laughs> Which isn't funny, but it is kind of funny. So there was all this chaos and confusion. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have invited anybody into this until it was over. Like, don't text people when you're in the ER. It's not a good idea. So, um, whew, so anyway, I, my sister goes and has this reunion with some other nurse or whatever. I've eventually just calmed down because I, you know, I was like, dude, this is. And all the time I'm thinking, they'll just give me something and I'll get to go home. And that didn't happen. Because after two or three hours, my blood pressure didn't go down. Um, I The diuretics worked. Um, and then I just wasn't... I just... They did... They ran a test and I don't know. I can't remember what it was exactly. But they were pretty much like, nah. You, you, you not good. You're going to be... You're, you're getting the room. 
because we can't send you out in the world with your blood pressure this high basically and you're gonna you know my mom you know was out of town and like there was just really nobody who was gonna they weren't gonna let me out anyway so <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen it was nobody who could watch me or anything like that it just wasn't gonna work anyway they weren't gonna let me go home so by about nine o'clock I got I got a room got into my room and I had a very lovely nurse she was African and she had the best accent and she was pregnant and she was so calming and soothing and I just uh you know I really appreciated her energy because even though I wasn't scared I was concerned at this point you know it's like I'm in the hospital for the first time you know it just there weren't a lot of people around and like you can't invite people to the ER or anything and when your blood pressure is high you're not supposed to be having like you're not going to calm down so it's you probably don't want people there and so by this point they uh are concerned about my heart because uh if you don't if you don't monitor your blood pressure you can do damage to your heart and your kidneys and apparently mine had been unmanaged for a long time and this lady had me this this uh, ER not ER this uh, urgent care doctor had put me on all these decongestants that just sent my blood pressure sky high. So within that month, uh, I had done some serious damage to my heart. So I was on the cardiac floor. The best thing about the cardiac floor is it was it was at that time brand new, and you get your own room. So. Uh, they put me on that floor because they almost put me on like ICU because they were so concerned. But because the heart thing came into play, they were like, ah, you know, we'll put you on uh, on a cardi on a cardiac wing it, in the cardiac wing. It's brand new. But I was like, OK, cool. And uh, the nurse was like, well, you want to be on the cardiac floor because the on the, in the ICU, uh, you can't wear your panties. And I was like, what? I was like, this is, I, and I was like, yeah, I want to keep my draws, so I'm glad I'm on the cardiac floor. Thank God my heart's not working right. You know, very strange stuff in the hospital. You don't know what really to be grateful for, so you're just grateful for just to be alive and to have something to smile about. All right, so let's wrap this up. Obviously, I didn't die. And I was in the hospital for six days. Turns out I had had, was having some heart issues. I was having some kidney issues. Uh, nothing really was working <laughs> the way it was supposed to be working because I had unmanaged blood pressure. And with taking those uh, decongestants, I had clearly done more damage than just regular um, unmanaged blood pressure. I mean, I had sent it through the roof. And so uh, I got eventually I got out of the hospital, obviously, uh, after six days, you know, but I will say this. It is a disturbing feeling when you're sitting in the hospital and you're perplexing doctors. Uh, they were all just looking at me like, dude, you're a goner. And um, that was disturbing. And then also just the energy in the hospital, like people, the nurses enjoy coming to my room because I was pleasant. Um, I wound up using that time to get uh, hydrated because I was dehydrated and I slept like the best sleep of my life and they kept experimenting with all these drugs on me and I, and I just realized I was very very tense you know I, I was super pressurized and you know 
I remember the first night I was in the hospital and this is when I, you know, I had become concerned finally <laughs> and, uh, I was a little on edge and I remember I was by myself in my room and I just, I got really still and I said to myself, you know, I just really don't want to die today. And, a a voice came into my head. I call it God because that's who I am. And it was just as clear as a bell. It's like, you're not going to die from this. And instantly I felt better. I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried. I just knew that the solutions were going to be there for me. And they were. And I'm happy to say after six years, finally, my blood work reads everything is normal. My heart is healed. My kidneys are healed, which is a rarity. Most of the time when you damage your kidneys, they tell you don't expect for them to get better. But mine did. And every number that should be going up went up. Every number that should be going down went down. And I, you know, I changed my life. I changed the way I eat. I eat real food. I change who I deal with. If you stress me out, you got to go. It's not personal. I'm not mad, but I just, I, I have to be first. And so when I say things like wake up and enjoy your life, enjoy your day because it's short. It is. I say that because I'm passionate about being alive. And when you are truly faced with not being alive, other stuff just stops mattering, uh, mattering stops. It does. It fails to matter. It just, it stops meaning anything. You take away the power uh, from a situation or a person when you think about, wow, should I do this? Or, you know, if my life depended on it, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? Like when you start thinking about things through a filter of, this is my life, life or death, like for real, not like in a, in a, a hip hop way. I mean, for real, if your, if your life ended doing this particular thing, would you be good with that? And so I just changed the way I look at life. I don't, I don't want to die not having lived every second the, the exact way I want to. And sure, there'll be things that you have to do that you may not really want to do because you're a good friend or a good family member or good whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't um, overanalyze that statement. The totality of your life should be one that you're proud of, one that you enjoyed, one that you can look at and say, you know what? I I went in. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and, you know, we're we're not promised anything. You know, and I brought that on myself. I should have been paying attention to this thing. Apparently, I inherited half my family has. I, you know, I get out of the hospital and they're all, everybody's like, yeah, I got high blood pressure too. I got it too. Like, wait, when was somebody going to say something? But, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> it just is what it is. And life is, it, the funny thing about life is it's not what it's not. So you just have to take it all in and do your best and live your life and be your best self every day. Because you're not promised more than that. You're not promised more than the next second. So here's something I don't do enough. Uh, <laughs> this is Judith Cope. And I run a small... I should stop saying small. I run a media company in St. Louis. Um, been an entrepreneur probably my whole life. Except when you're an entrepreneur and you're born into a family of non-entrepreneurs... 
uh, they don't really get it. <laughs> so I've held some pretty, pretty bizarre jobs, uh, interesting jobs. And, you know, finally, I just kept getting downsized in the last few years. So I was like, man, forget it. I'm just going to go for it and, uh, you know, really commit to my own thing. And uh, things have gone really well. Uh, you know, but that doesn't mean I don't need you guys to buy the music, <laughs> which is what I'm about to talk to talk to you about right now. Um, there is a mixtape that's free. It's on SoundCloud. It's under Just Media Works. Uh, it's Zeus Legend on the set. Um, there's some really good songs on there. You know, it's it. We didn't release it because, quite frankly, we don't have it in the budget to go ahead and <laughs> try to pay for. Uh, covers or things of that nature, uh, clear beats or anything like that. So, you know, I said we can just put it up on SoundCloud. It's pretty good. I like it. Uh, on the Run is my favorite. Um, also, Who Stole the Soul is pretty good. So check it out. SoundCloud, uh, Just Me Works, uh, Legend on the Set, Mixtape. Uh, news coming out. Um, got some more licensing deals last week. So that's cool. Uh, three more songs are licensed, and you will be hearing them hopefully in the world. Um, oh, releasing a new single. It's called Heroin. Um, <laughs> this one is a collaboration again between uh, the production team, the Culprit Manifest, as well as uh, Zeus and a rapper named Here's Crazy. Um, it's just, it's sick. It's just a, it's a sick, sick song. So we are using the new app Amuse uh, to release it. That date is October 13th. Yeah, mark your calendar, save the date. And uh, we'd love it if you buy it. <laughs> like streaming is great when you're Rihanna and Beyonce and Drake, but I can guarantee you independent artists really would like for you to purchase their music. Uh, because they're probably scraping everything they can get together to put it out and um, it'd be nice to start recouping some of that money plus you know I, I get the whole feeling like that people think art should be free but you know people have to eat like people need to make money so um, anyway heroin will be out uh, October 13th Look for that in all your favorite places where you stream and download and buy music. Um, Fame Machine is still out there. I promote that as much as I can because it's a great record, but also it's a concept record. So it's fun. It's really about a person who gets famous uh, and like cannot handle it, but lives to tell the tale. So it's designed to be purchased and listened to as a whole or downloaded or streamed or whatever you do. Uh, but buy it um but it's designed to be listened to from front to back so anyway we're still making moves uh thank you so very much to everyone who supports us not only through this podcast we got mad love for you we appreciate that love we appreciate that support that is so awesome the the call-ins the texts the emails the little notes you know the things people say to me oh let's do your podcast like that's dope so thank you so much for the love and we're still out here making moves and one day you'll know who just media works is it won't be a mystery you won't have to say just what is that you'll know because it's uh that's our goal we create the most we are building the most creative company in the world and um we're coming for the crown baby all the way to the top
Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be happy. Take care. Fair question. Where is the Booyah Tribe? I guess they didn't have enough hits to get an unsung episode or a behind the music or whatever. But there were some big dudes, some big brothers, and just wondering where they went. Like, is the Booyah Tribe still alive? Like, <laughs> please don't ask me why I randomly started thinking about them, but I just did. So if anybody has some intel on the Booyah Tribe, you know, holla at your girl. <laughs>